Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and the holidays have come early this year because Ina is planning a holiday surprise in today's episode. This episode came at the request of Brooke from Instagram. In her DM, she said that she desperately wanted the basket that Ina makes for her friends, which I agree, the basket is to die for. It's filled with delicious things, which we'll get into in just a moment. Um, This is actually the perfect episode because I have been itching for like the holiday season to begin and I know this is you know this is a point of contention with like I feel like people are just like 50 50 on this like either you love the holidays coming early and you know you start my mom starts listening to Christmas music on Halloween night because she just can't wait any longer but as a result I you know I am I'm under that spell I am I've also been conditioned <laughs> to start listening to Christmas music as really as soon as I want um and I do understand why people get mad they get you know some people like rage out they're like bah, wait till Thanksgiving is over and I I get it. I do understand it, but you know, we're not we're not hurting anyone. You know, you don't ha- I mean, I do understand that, you know, I think most department stores, you know, in any other sort of retail situation, like the day after Halloween is when Christmas starts. Like when I worked at Barnes and Noble, that's how it was, but I loved it. Christmas at Barnes and Noble, uh, mwah, chef's kiss. I just I just love the holidays. I love Christmas. I love Christmas music. I will, uh, I'm never going to apologize, but I'm also never going to, you know, like force anyone to participate. You know, a lot of the, the Christmas music that I listen to is on my own time, like while I work or in the car. Um, and you got to go with the old school stuff too, like like the Bing Crosby and Nat King Cole and um, is it Andy Williams, I believe. But I also really like a lot of the contemporary stuff. I mean, you can't go wrong with like Mariah Carey's album, of course. But I would say also one of my favorite Christmas albums of all time, as of like, you know, maybe in the past 10 years, not all time, is uh, Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red. It's just a perfect Christmas album. Like the covers are great. The originals are great. Underneath the Tree, which is track two of Kelly Clarkson's album Wrapped in Red, is just as good as All I Want for Christmas is You. It gives me, I mean, it's hard to compete with Mariah. I get it. That song is just like, you know, it's always going to be the pinnacle. But I would say that Underneath the Tree gives me the same feels as that song does too. And um, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but enough of me, you know, jabbering on about the holidays. Uh, what what else do I have here? Oh, in other news, I will say I have to make it known that there is a YouTube video that I am requiring all of you listeners, or at least <laughs> highly suggesting, that you go and watch. Again, this is on YouTube. If you just title, or if you just title, if you just search Ina Garten parody, it's a video by a drag entertainer named Novimpia, and that's spelled N as in Nancy, <laughs> O V Y M as in Mary, P-I-A. It is, who I believe is an Australian-based drag performer. I 
It is without question the best Eynegarten impress- impersonation I've ever seen to date. There are so many nuances and deep cuts that Novempia just gets, but like I really and like most of it is ridiculous. Like go like the the way that like she pokes fun at Ina is like the way that like we all get like that sort of we know that she's ridiculous, but there's so much reverence and love for her at the same time. And to kind of, you know, balance that out, she does, or I guess he does, he's out of drag at the end of the video, um, just talks about how much he loves Ina and how he used to watch her in college. It's very studied and very funny. I would suggest anyone, if you are, you know, if you have the means to do it right now, just stop the podcast, go watch it. And it's long. It is about... I, I feel like, I don't know why nine minutes sticks in my head, but I also feel like it could be 13 minutes. And there's also uh, a Nigella uh, video as well that I haven't watched, actually. I started to watch it, and then uh, for whatever reason, I got distracted and, and forgot to finish it, too. But let me let me just search this while I have you all here. Just a moment. Ina Garden parody. Okay. Oh, it's nine minutes and 51 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing at just even the stills. It it's so good. It's so good. Uh so go watch that. Why don't you? And um I think that's it. Let me look at my list here. No, nope, that's all I have. Okay, so let's get into this episode, shall we? This is episode, excuse me, season 6, episode 2, Holiday Surprise. So Ina begins leaning against uh, like a window or a door in her house and like a denim button down. The collar is flipped to perfection. So she starts by saying, isn't buying holiday gifts the worst? Friends of mine believe that all presents should be things that disappear. They either have to be used or consumed in one sitting, like theater tickets or food. I've decided to surprise my friends Joanne Newbold and Marie Mullen, we call them Joey and Mo, by leaving all kinds of wonderful edible gifts under the tree. First, a welcome home cup of steaming white hot chocolate with a shot of Grand Marnier. Then, cranberry harvest muffins that are packed with dried fruit and spices. And big bags of delicious homemade cherry, almond, and cinnamon granola. I've packed the basket with more treats than they can imagine. But that's not all. I've asked my friends Michael Graham and T.R. Pescott to sneak in during the day to decorate their house for the holidays. I hope Joey and Mo love it. Okay, so a few things to unpack there because I think there's uh there is something, you know, I think there's something to this whole idea that friends uh, friends I was gonna say friends should be uh, disposable um that gifts should be sort of not disposable that's not the right word but um sort of they should be used or consumed in one sitting I do like that idea because I think you get to a certain age where you have all the stuff that you need, I guess, right? It's like my mom's 60th birthday, which was last weekend. It went off without a hitch. She loved it, by the way. Um, in case anyone was wondering, I know the whole world was just, you know, waiting for me to bring it up. Um, but it, it's hard to buy stuff for her unless she doesn't have a lot of hobbies. Like she likes to read and uh, that's like kind of it. So I kind of had to improvise. And I actually did get her like a basket very similar to what Ina got her in this episode, but it was filled with all like fall things. Um, but anyway, 
I, I gift buying is hard sometimes. I do agree with you, Ina. Um, and we do get, again, I mean, I said it in the intro, we get some Michael and we get TR together. It's like a two for one. And what a, I was going to say a weird combo because it's just, I think I say weird only because I'm not used to them being in the scenes together. You know what I mean? There's not really a lot of mix and matching. So it was a joy to watch these two decorate Joey and Moe's house. I loved it. So let's, let's begin here. So she starts with the truffles. Um, she says, there's something about the holidays that calls for really special treats. So she starts by steaming some heavy cream. And as that's sort of, you know, coming to a, a like a light simmer, she chops up some bittersweet and semi-sweet chocolate. I love listening to chocolate be chopped. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the pod before, but there's something like really like ASMR, like really relaxing about it. It's fun to watch, just like the shards of chocolate kind of cascade down. It's it's nice. It's really comforting. Um, so she puts the chopped chocolate into the bowl and then pours uh, the warm cream into a sieve over the chocolate. And she gives that a stir. And then she adds the other flavorings, which is some frangelico, which is a, a hazelnut liqueur. And it is, I love frangelico. I, I think it's, it's one of my favorite sort of like sipping liqueurs if I'm if I'm going to sip one but it also goes great in like a whole bunch of things and this is one of them too. I think I feel like it's a really good um baking liqueur to use. So liqueur liqueur. I feel like it's very Pittsburgh to say liqueur. I sound like my dad. But liqueur liqueur. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to stop. Um so she adds, uh, in addition to the Frangelico, she adds one tablespoon of coffee and a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract. The good vanilla, of course. Uh, so next, Ina says, she turns to the camera. She's like, I can't wait to put these treats under the tree. But I understand there are some elves there already putting things together. Hmm. <laughs> and then we cut to Michael and TR, as I previously mentioned, shoving this, like, gigantic tree through the doorway. Um TR is wearing, very of the times, I feel, is wearing a tan corduroy jacket, which I definitely had one, and I thought I was so cool. Um, <laughs> but they always look, I don't know, they don't do well in the rain, you know? They get a little bit, like, crusty. I don't know. Either way. Um, but he looks as dashing as ever. I think he's wearing, like, a sort of taupe-colored sweater underneath it's like it's like a v-neck with some jeans and you know his hair looks great and michael is actually wearing a a green sweater with like a forest green vest maybe it's maybe it's brown like a dark brown i don't know if i'm colorblind but it seemed like it was a dark forest green vest on top of that and bright red pants like he's he understood the assignment he's like oh it's christmas I got it. <laughs> so he's not wearing his signature orange sweater today. He his, he decided to go, you know, full throttle with the holiday theme. Um, so we cut back to the kitchen. Ina is finishing up the truffles. She's going to chill the, I almost called it the batter, but, you know, she's she's chilling the truffles uh, for 45 minutes, and then she's going to roll them in hazelnuts. Yum. Uh, next, we go back to the tree. A lot of back and forth here. So they unwrap the tree. It's a real tree, by the way, which um, I don't know if I've mentioned, you know, my my official stance on trees, but I am team artificial for sure, like hands down. I 
I know, again, another thing that's pretty divisive amongst, you know, holiday etiquette. Uh, I, I've just I've just been burned too many times in my life growing up. <laughs> Whenever we had like a real tree, my mom would be standing there with, like with the vacuum. The dog would be barking. My dad would be yelling at my brother and I. It was it's just a lot. I don't associate like real trees with those warm, fuzzy memories. It just stresses me out. <laughs> I guess I don't know, but I will say the tree that they got is it's like a it's like a barefoot contessa tree. It's like the cream of the crop, you know. It's I there's something I'm not going to pretend I know anything about types of pine trees, or like it feels like it's like one of those like it's like a blue spruce or something. I don't know, um, but it is a really beautiful tree. Um, it's like a fat tree, you know. It's just like kind of like a circle with a point on top. It looks like you know, like when you get. Um, Oh, what are those called? My mind is just like mush right now. Um, when you food coloring, um, when, when they used to come in those little bottles, I think they still do, but it's like fat at the bottom and then it's like a little tip on the top. That's what this tree looks like. Um, so, but with all that being said, I respect and appreciate a real tree. I, I get it. I just can't be bothered with the cleanup. I know, Kate, if you're listening, I actually really love your tree. They do a good tree. They get like the thinnest, tallest tree, her and her partner, Aaron. And they put it like in the middle of their stairs, which like kind of wraps around. It's really gorgeous. I that is like the the perfect case of I'm like yes, keep doing what you're doing. I see this and I approve. But uh, you know, other than that, I, it's not going to happen in my house. I'm perfectly fine. We uh, we actually have two trees that we put up each year. So more on that later. Um, so Tr says he's going to get started with the table. He's in charge of decorating the table. And Michael says, I'm going to get started with my favorite thing, decorating. And it was just so sweet because he's so good at it. And I just, um, I love Michael a lot. He has a special place in my heart. Um, so TR lets us know that he's taking Michael's gold, silver, silver, and red theme and doing a variation on a theme with silver, white, and green. And Michael says, that sounds beautiful. Um, but I wonder if Michael, like, secretly hates it. You know what I mean? Like, what's Michael thinking? Well, my stomach just growled. I don't know if that picked up on the mic. <laughs> um, and Michael, or not Michael, but TR has, like, these, I don't know, they almost look like rubber tree leaves. They're just, like, and they're red and green at the same time. I don't know. He has, like, a whole bunch of things, you know, like, it just looks like he went to Michael's and, you know, bought everything. But they all look like fresh if that makes sense they all look real as opposed to artificial so you know what's the real version of michael's i'm sure there's a shop in east hampton that sells what he bought um but anyway we are back at the house ina is scooping truffles she rolls them in toasted chopped hazelnuts and they look great i i could probably eat one or two of these and then be done and i was just having this conversation i i, I don't love when people are like mm, that's too sweet i'm like okay but i will say like with truffles and fudge it's like those are the two things where i'm like all right i don't i don't need a lot of this like a little goes a long way but they look great and um i would i mean with all that being said i'd probably eat like six of them and then and then feel, like, sick for the rest of the night. Um, so she packs them up. Oh, she pops them back in the fridge, actually, to firm up and then get started on the cranberry harvest muffins. Uh, so Ina tells us that, you know, cranberries are a classic holiday food because they're only from, they're only in season from uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas. 
Um, and this recipe is from one of her favorite cookbooks, which is called Open House Cookbook by Sarah Chase. Uh, and Sarah, Ina goes on to tell us that she, Sarah used to have a specialty food store in Nantucket called K Sarah Sarah, S A R A H, you know, get it, Sarah, 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 all that, um, which is cute. Uh, anyway, so she's chopping up the cranberries, fresh cranberries, by the way. And um, some dried figs. I love figs. I love dried figs. I love fresh figs. When we were in Italy, we had fresh figs. Like that was like three years ago when Kian and I went. And I, ugh, it's just the perfect like afternoon snack, and they're so good. I love figs. Anyway, um, so next is the batter for the muffins, uh, which you know, flour, baking powder, baking soda, all that stuff, and then cinnamon and ground ginger, and next up. The wet ingredients, which is milk, two eggs. I use extra large eggs, Ina reminds us, of course. Uh, And then two sticks of melted butter. And after she's mixing it, she says, don't overmix it. You'll you'll end up with tough muffins. Bleh. (laughs) She makes, like, one of her classic faces. I feel like the face she made in this episode is a, a gif. I feel like it's one of those classic, like, she sticks her tongue out a little bit. I don't know. Um, So she adds the cranberries and the figs to the mixture. And then on top of that, she adds some brown sugar and white sugar, which is interesting because it's not like incorporated within the batter. I think uh, she kind of she mentions that it's to sort of caramelize the, uh, you know, the muffin, I guess, and make it all like sort of like, I don't know, crusty, but also like soft and caramelized, too. It sounds great. So as she mixes up the batter, we cut back to uh, Joey's house with TR and Michael. TR asks Michael if he has any tips for decorating a tree. And he says, you do such a great job at it. And Michael, you know, very grateful for TR's compliment, says thank you. And says that he likes to use white lights with green cords. So the cord is, you know, sort of camouflaged with the tree. Uh, Michael also likes to do a mixture of different sizes and shapes and textures for the ornaments. Um, And he actually likes to stuff ornaments deep into the tree to give it some fullness as well, which we do too. I would have never thought that on my own, but Keon does it and I love it. It's such a great idea because we bought like 400 like bulbs from a yard sale one year and we were like, what do we do with these? And he just like started putting them in the middle. It was cool. And it works. It's pretty effective. Um... What else did Michael say? Oh, and Michael also says that he likes to use um, green florist wires to hang the ornaments because you can cut them at different lengths. Um, and TR sort of, you know, chimes in and says that's such a great idea because it gives the illusion that they're just floating on the tree. And Michael says, exactly. And then TR, like, as soon as Michael said exactly, TR says, enough chit-chat. Let's get back to work. They'll be here any minute. Um it's, you know, it's very canned conversation, but TR keeps it going. He's good on camera. But it just made me laugh because, you know, they had to get that in. But then TR was like, okay, shut up, Michael. We got to get back to work. Um, so we're back at Ina's in time for some muffin scooping. They go into the oven for 375 for 20 to 25 minutes. And then Ina gets started on this... Uh, granola with coconut cherry almond and lots of cinnamon i don't know why she's you know emphasizing the cinnamon i figured there would be cinnamon but it's it's a big deal in this recipe she talks about it a couple times so she starts with old-fashioned oats some blanched almonds coconut and then she uh, throws some dried cherries into the mix my mouth immediately began to water when i watched the dried cherries being chopped 
it's actually watering right now, just like the tartness of it. Um, I like dried cherries. I never think to buy them. I feel I just feel like cherries are expensive like any time of year, let alone like dried cherries, especially the good dried cherries. Um, so then some wet ingredients. She adds some vegetable oil, some honey, and then and then again the cinnamon. She says some really good cinnamon. You don't want the stuff that's been sitting in your spice drawer for 10 years. Hmm. <laughs> you want it to be really fresh, is what she says. I mean, the guaranteed I have spices that are well over five years old. I I I never even I know that spices can obviously go bad, but I just never really think about it because some spices are expensive anyway that's that's a story for another time um so she uh where was i i lost my place here she had some vegetable oil good mix uh yeah so she gives everything a good mix and that she'll um she's baking it for 20 to 30 minutes at 350 and as she puts the granola in the oven she takes the muffins out they look great they're actually a really nice like decent size they're not like um I don't know. They're not like huge, but they're not tiny either. I don't know why that detail mattered, but I just felt like sharing that with you. So next we're back at the house um, as Michael and TR put the final touches on their Christmas decorations. Uh, TR did a great job on the table. I mean, they're both really skilled. I feel like Michael has more experience, but TR also did a really great job from what I can see, you know. So we jump back to Ina's house for some white hot chocolate she chops, no, well, first she puts um, four cups of milk and four cups of half and half into a saucepan, which is, uh, you know, it's the holidays. We're not, we're not keeping it light. We are going full throttle. So she chops into that. She chops up one pound of white chocolate and she advises not to use chocolate chips because they have stabilizers in them and it won't be as luxuriously smooth. Um, and and then she dumps all the chocolate into the the milk and then she adds the seeds of not one but two vanilla beans and she says these are really expensive but it's the holidays so it should be fabulous and she adds so she adds those to the uh to the mixture the pods or the seeds of the pods and then she adds two teaspoons of the good vanilla on top of that so it's it's pretty pretty vanilla um for lack of a better word and then she says, this is not the place for artificial anything. Uh, then she adds a splash of Grand Marnier into the pot. And I will say, I think this sort of aligns with my views on, you know, milk chocolate or dark chocolate with orange. Not really my favorite, but a white chocolate with an orange liqueur, liqueur, liqueur. Um, I'm into it. I think that would be really special. I think that I'd be... Uh, I'm all about that. I approve is what I'm trying to say. Not that Ida needs my approval. Um, and I just love white chocolate. I just like, and anytime I see like a white, I'm like a white Kit Kat bar or like a white Reese's cup, I'm just like, yeah, I'm totally going to get that. Like anything that's traditional chocolate, traditionally chocolate, but is a white chocolate version of that. I'm, I'm always into it. I'm always on board. Um, so what is Ina do next? She begins this sort of like, this grand finale with this giant basket that uh, that Brooke mentioned in her DM that like everyone wants, including me. She puts the truffles in. She puts the muffins, the granola. She puts a bottle of champagne in there, some green tea, some Barefoot Contessa mugs, and um, and the white hot chocolate in a thermos. I mean, it's just it's just beautiful. It's the dream. So 
we're back at the house, um, Joey's house with Michael. And, and TR looks like he's holding Michael up like by his legs. I think he's just holding the chair, but it's just like they're in like this compromise, compromising position. It just looks funny. Um, and this is all for Michael to be able, you know, to be stable and put this like bow that's sort of like it's like a gold bow that like cascades down into the tree. It's very, very over the top and fabulous. Um, and speaking of fabulous, TR says, as Ina would say, it looks fabulous. And Michael says, as only she can. And then right on cue, Ina arrives. She bursts through the door. She's wearing a purple winter jacket with like apricot and hot pink accents. It's unlike everything. It's unlike anything, excuse me, that I've ever seen her in. It it's it, it sounds really loud and crazy, but it's not. Like it, it's very subtle. Like the, the the jacket itself is like this like eggplant color. And then, like, the, the lining is the sort of pink and apricot color. Um, you know, it's probably, like, Columbia or something like that. It's probably, like, a $500 winter jacket. Um, but she she kind of takes it all in. She's absolutely in love with TR's tablescape and Michael's tree, which they, uh, of course, they light up. And I don't care what anyone says. The lighting of the tree is always going to be magical every year, even though, like, when Keon and I decorate the tree, I tend to get pretty cranky after, like, ornament number seven. I'm like, okay, I'm over it now. Like, we always, like, get the Christmas music, and we get all the decorations, and I'm excited. And then, like, ten minutes later, I'm, like, a cranky bitch. <laughs> so, but I do come back. Um, I do I do come back round for, uh, you know, the lighting of the tree. It's magical, especially at night. If it's, I, I just, there's nothing, you know, few things in this world are as magical or just, like, as satisfactory i guess uh, as just like sitting on a couch we have a, we have a tree in our bedroom too which is great you know we we shut all the lights off except the tree and just like i don't know you just snuggle up and you talk about your day or you know especially once it gets closer to christmas ugh it's just i love the holidays um and where am i in my notes let's go back i just go on these tangents here um okay so the tree's lit up um, Ina says she has one more thing to do, which is to write a note for Joey and Mo for them to drink the white hot chocolate the minute they come in. So she writes, it's like almost like a little tag that's on like a string, you know what I mean? That, and she just writes, drink me in all caps with two exclamation points. Um, you know, she really wants them to know what's going on. So Ina says, uh, come on guys, we better scram before they get here. And she gives them both like a high five. It's cute. Um, and, of course, the end of the episode is Joey and Mo arriving to see the tree and the table. I wonder where they were. Like, were they out of town? Did I mention where they were? I don't know. Um, I mean, it would be great. I would love to just show up and have my tree put up by Ina Garten, TR, and Michael. That is, you know, that's, ugh, perfection. But, um, so they, Joey and Mo arrive, they look at the tree and the table and, you know, they, they love it. It's, it's beautiful. And they find the white chocolate and they pour it out and they're like, oh, this is white chocolate. And one of them says, this has got to be the work of Ina. I mean, I'm sure it'll come out later, but, you know, Michael and TR kind of get the shaft here because they know it's Ina's handwriting too. So the last three seconds of this episode is <laughs> great because Ina is... 
she's driving and she looks like casually over her right shoulder as if she was like, as if she just left. You know what I mean? It's kind of like she was in a getaway car and she looked back over at like Joey and Mo drinking their white hot chocolate through like the big bay window as she drives by. And, and all she says was, that was great. And then she keeps driving. Well, she's not wrong. The episode was great. Thank you, Brooke, for the recommendation and for, you know, kicking off the holiday season, you know, at the ripe date of, you know, well, I guess it'll come out. This episode comes out October 1st. Is that is that what today is? Okay, this episode comes out September 30th, at the ripe old date of September 30th. And although the holiday season is just beginning, this episode is unfortunately coming to an end. So thank you again, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find you can find it. You can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at GoodVanillaPod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook, uh, which is very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. I also did post a link to that um, Novimpia Ina Garden parody in the Facebook group. So if, you, if you're curious, go ahead and join the group. Uh, and if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic. That also works, too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kachanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>